to Everyday Adding. We um, we are back. Um, my name is Ben and Robin is somewhere over there. Hello. It's good to hear your voice again, Robin. Yeah, likewise. It's, 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 it's been a long time. It's been ages. Um, yeah, and so we are uh, c- continuing the, the, this podcast thinking about how we can be uh, Christian dads. What does it look like um, to uh, try and bring our kids up to know, love the Lord Jesus, to grow into mature Christian adulthood. And today we are going to be thinking a little bit um, about pornography and how we deal with that um, uh, as families, uh, as dads, uh, as our kids grow up. Um, but before, I'm sure, Robin, if you if you got a joke for us? Of course I've got a joke. Every it's, time. It's yeah, no, Robin I, is what, always a joke. I want, no, to see always. A, I want to see a Spanish mus- uh, magician. Uh, the the other day, and uh, uh, he said he was going to disappear on the count of three, uh, and he went unos duos, and then he he disappeared without a tres. Oh, that's, that one. That, that's actually one of my favourite ones. Really, <laughs> when he started, I thought, oh yeah, I should done that. It's brilliant. Did, yeah, did I do um, it justice? No, but it's a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to work on your Spanish accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Unos duos. Yeah. But um, but yes, yeah, so um, so we've been we've been talking a lot about how we um, shepherd our children, how we kind of try and help them to engage with the world. Um, uh, are we, I guess we've kind of said we've got to be careful about trying to overprotect. We can't just lock them in a kind of a, a big spiritual bubble and not let them out. They've got to engage with the world. But I guess some of the pushback on that approach is well that there are some things out there that are just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, that we, you know, and, and I guess pornography is one of those. Um, so you, know, we don't want, uh, we don't want our kids to look at pornography, right? Well, absolutely, but we need to be realistic. They are going to. Uh, I mean, let me give let me give you some stats. So these are American stats, but I've got no reason to think that they're, and it's any different in the UK. Ninety um, percent of young men, age eighteen have been exposed to pornography, much of which is hardcore, hardcore mm-hmm. pornography. So 90%, okay? So by the time our kids reach 18, um, or by the time our boys reach 18, 90% of them will have seen pornography. Now, I'm surprised there's not more than that, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I guess that's 90% of people who've admitted on a survey. Well, I don't know. yeah, sure. I don't know how they got their, st- their statistics, but I, I think they're fairly reliable. Now, yeah. but get this, right? Of the 90%, Okay, the average age these young men were sexualized by pornography, so that when they first saw pornography, was between the ages of eight and eleven. Okay, so um, isn't I mean that is frightening? If your child is in high school, there is a high chance, um, you know, ninety percent chance that they've they've seen pornography already. Yeah, Um, often of the violent and overtly explicit sort. Now, um, girls, by the age of 18, 60% have been exposed to pornography. Okay, so over half. Mm-hmm. Um, and of this, 80% occurs in the home. Okay. Wow. So this is not like it was when we were young, Ben, and people would slip us uh, magazines that they, their big brothers had bought 
from the top shelf of the newsagent. You know, it was, it was illicit in our day. You know, it, it was hard to get hold of. Now it is, you know, as we all know, uh, it's just out there um, and not even easy to find. It finds you. Um, and, and so our, our kids, there is just, we should just have an expectation that our children have seen it and maybe viewing it even from primary age. So actually, you know, as a youth worker, and uh, I know that um, uh, when I, I've often dealt with it in the 14 to 18 age bracket before, but actually I'm, 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 I'm teaching it younger and younger uh, now. So it's just that expectation. Well, uh, if you're still with us, dear listener, it's going to be a cheerful yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here is here is Ben and Robin with today's good news. <laughs> but, okay, look, it, it, it's a problem. It's out there, I guess. Um, so what's going to be helpful then is we need to start thinking about, okay, uh, in all likelihood, our kids are, even if, even if they're not actively looking for it, they're going to see it, mm-hmm. whether it's... Um, uh, a, a random an advert that comes on TV in between a, a program that's perfectly fine for them to watch, or something comes up on a on a tablet, or a mate on the playground with a mobile, or or wherever it happens, they're going to see something. Um, it, it's going to be part of their growing up. Um, Sadly, what, yeah, which is it is miserable, isn't it? That, yeah, that's it's worth reflecting that that is just not a, a good place to be. Mm. So in, in our job as so our, our job as parents then isn't just to stop it happening. No, our job has got to be proactively preparing our kids to know how to react mm. as and when they see as and when mm. they see this mm. stuff. Um, I guess it is part of preparing them for mature Christian adulthood. That's what we're looking for, isn't it? But what so so what what are some of the things that we we can yeah how, how can we begin to do this? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we need to. I think there are a number of things. Um, so, a, a helpful um, little, very short little booklet is by Eliza Huey um, called, I think, Raising Kids in a Sex Saturated World. And she's really helpful in saying, you know, firstly, don't overreact. And I think mm. our, our temptation as parents is to go, I can't believe my, my child would do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a very mature um, Christian dad who discovered his, his son was looking at pornography, who, who was just, you know, I'm, I'm shocked and ashamed. And I kind of said to him, why? Did you not think, did you not think he was a sinner? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what is the surprise here? It, it, and, you know, it's easy to say somebody else's dad, um, but, you know, to, to have it ourselves when, uh, you know, when we, when we discover it, and, and I think we should be expecting it, therefore not to overreact when, we, when it happens. Um, uh, and, and to be understanding, although it's hideous and horrendous, actually they're no worse than we are. Um, mm-hmm. And then secondly, she says, you know, um, be careful about the lecture which inevitably follows. You know, that kind of shock of, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. And then I, I expected more from somebody with our surname and, you know, all this kind of this, this, lec- this lecture that comes. Actually, that's not what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they may, there's a good chance, if they're keen Christians particularly, there's a good chance they're feeling terribly guilty. Hmm. Um, then to, to have a, a rejecting lecture from their parents is probably, you know, the last thing they want. Yeah, that's, um, certainly, that's not going to help the relationship long term, is it? And no. Or, even, or even, even in the short term. No. Um, uh, I, you know, and actually, and then she says, thirdly, actually keep, keep the conversation open. You know, you want your child to be able to come and tell you 
when they've when they've seen something they shouldn't or when they failed or when they've messed up. Mm. Um, that's pretty rare. I think that they're going to feel that they can do that, but at least feel that they could, they can talk to some other Christian adult, mm-hmm. um, uh, honestly and openly about these things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a strange, isn't it? Because why do you think this in particular seems to elicit, um, a, a greater proportion of shame and guilt? Like it seems kind of, more dirty, more filthy, more irredeemable than, say, you know, Nick in a Mars bar from the newsagent. Yeah, or gossiping about and backstabbing our friends. Yeah, it, it, it seems to kind of carry this kind of a, a much worse stigma, and kind mm. of you're almost kind of, um, you know, there's you're almost kind of tainted in, in a way that's different to kind of other. Um, yeah, uh, uh, other issues we might have with sin as we grow up, um, w- which I guess is maybe where some of our disproportionate reactions might, uh, yeah, we might be tempted to, you know, to disproportionately react. That's where that comes from, isn't it? It kind of it seems worse than anything else, um, yeah, for, for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you know, Paul Paul talks about it in one Corinthians six, doesn't he? You know, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin, says so verse eighteen, every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Mm. There is something, you know, that is deeply and inherently, you know, shameful uh, about, uh, you know, about sexual sin in that way because it sins against the body that God's God's given us, mm. um, and. And I think no matter how much our society and culture has sought to make it ex- pornography acceptable, there is still something in us, rightly, in the image of God, that says that, that, that you know, rightly does an Adam and Eve and, and seeks to hide. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So do you think, are there some um, practical things that we should be doing? So um, I, guess it, I guess there's two issues here, aren't there? There's the one that's the kind of, look, the chances are our kids will encounter this by accident mm. at some point. And then there's the kind of, at some point, our kids might deliberately be seeking it. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there practical things that we can do to help mitigate some of those circumstances? Do you think? Are there th- yeah, I, and I think, that to some extent, I think they're both the same, aren't they? Um, because I think that the nature of these things is you, I, I mean, I know, I know the distinction between, you know, accidentally finding it and seeking it, but I think often those who are seeking it aren't really, you know, they're seeking it, but they're not seeking it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of sin, isn't it? I think, um, so I've I've read, there's a an okay book um, by a guy called John Perrett called Not If But When, Preparing Our Children for Worldly Images, uh, which is helpful in just getting the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've read that with with my boys. Um, so, you know, as young as eight, uh, actually saying, you know, you are, there is going to be a time when somebody shows you uh, the you know, or you see an image that you don't want to. How, how are you going to handle that? What we're going to you know, come and talk to me. Uh, all that kind of stuff. So there's that, and I think that still applies. You know, as we mentioned, that applies for older kids too. Um, and you know, when I've pastored young people who've been struggling with young men who've been struggling with pornography, one of the things is just you know, let's t- tell me, talk about it. I mean, you know, with there's, there is always a danger of them being too, you know, dependent and explicit with you um if it's somebody else's child but um uh, yes you know uh let's work through what is it in your heart that is crying out for for this um why is it that you 
um, are, are, are desiring this. Uh, why you, in a sense, uh, let's help you see through the lie that is pornography because it can't, it, you know, images on a screen cannot satisfy. Yeah. And yeah, they fool us to think that they can. Um, and so being able to say to them, look, you know, we, we need to, I need to help you see through the lies here um, and, 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 and to yearn for grace. You know, Titus 2, uh, 11 to 14, he talks about, you know, the grace of God that teaches us to say no to ungodliness. So we need to be encouraging that. But at the same time, as, as well as healing the heart, we need to be gating the eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, there are various kind of things, you know, covenant eyes and, uh, you know, parental controls that will, you know, uh, will help. They're never going to totally block, block off somebody who's desperately searching for it, but they might just enable them to, you know, to, to, to be that first marker. Um, and actually, as long as they're continuing in that sin, it's going to be much harder for them to reach out and grab grace because uh, true repentance comes from, comes from gating it off, doesn't it? Um, I mean, have you got any, you got any practical suggestions on, on you know, what, what's helpful? Well, so, so we, we use covenant eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and we, we've, <laughs> uh, I, I'm happy to be honest here. So we, we've used that since before we had children for my own benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've kind of instigated a no screens upstairs policy mm-hmm. at the moment, just to kind of, I mean that if you're working on a computer or a laptop or looking at a tablet, um, uh, watching telly, you, you're not doing you're not doing that in a way that you can kind of do it privately. Yeah. Um, there's always someone could be walking around. Um, yeah. um, we've kind of um, we've stayed away from kind of uh, overt parental controls in terms of blocking everything and access to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that what we want to try and encourages accountability mm-hmm. um and so actually to try and have conversations about well um you know what what are you you know, why are you looking at that what are you looking for why why do you want to be in your tablet all day what and just just so even away from the kind of the pornography issue it's just to kind of have mm-hmm. a um a culture of um um just being aware of what people are doing on screens, I think. That's helpful. Um, yeah. which, is, which is kind of working. Uh, and, and again, teaching our kids to be responsible. Um, the, the danger with that approach, we've had a couple of moments where um, completely unsolicited, you get um, you know, results for searches come up. Uh, and you're like, oh, that, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> That, yeah. you know, Google has Google has spun you a lie there in kind of showing you that. Um, I, I guess it, something that we've kind of found difficult, and and perhaps that book you recommended might help. Maybe if you go into more on that, is um, mm. how do you explain to a say a, you know we've already said from the stats that it's likely that primary school age children will be exposed to pornography, but that's kind of an age where they don't really understand what they're looking at, right? Yeah, necessarily yeah. they kind of. You know, they've. I mean, aside from the fact that it's unclothed, um, mm. they're still probably asking questions about exactly what is going on, um, and they may not be kind of attracted to it in the way that, say, I don't know, a seventeen-year-old guy would be. Yeah, there's not there's not that kind of sexual desire yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of on its way, and so it's so it's kind of tricky. We found to have the conversation with our primary school age kids is to 
look, lots of people make money from putting these kind of images on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why does that make money? It doesn't make any sense. And you kind of mm-hmm. like, well, hey, wait five years, then you'll know, kid. You know, it, mm-hmm. and how do you kind of explain to, because it's kicking in so early, how do you explain to someone who doesn't really understand why this is a kind of a, something to desire yet? You know, what to be looking out for, why it's wrong. Yeah, um, that's what we've struggled with, I think. Yeah, I, I think that book is helpful. It just um, put it, so it's Not If But When by John Perrett. It is helpful just putting it in very simple, straightforward language of, you know, seeing this picture um, of somebody with no clothes on. I mean, you can put it as simply as that. Mm-hmm. You know, here's this picture of someone with no clothes on that, you know, I know is not really right, um, and it might be that they're doing something with someone else with no clothes on. Um, and uh, and at that point, it becomes a very, um, it just becomes a, a, it's a very clear, you know, pornography is a very clear thing. You can you can kind of define it in that way. I know, you know, there's a famous case of the judge of kind of, I can't define pornography, but I know what it is when I see it. And you know, you kind of can. You know, here's, here's somebody with no clothes on. Um, for a child, that's very straightforward. A, p- a photo of someone with no clothes, an adult with no clothes on. As you mm. might be a child with no clothes on. That's where we need to be, you know, particularly careful, isn't it? Um, mm. is, is is something that they shouldn't be seeing, um, mm. and it's that sense of, you know, your body parts belong to you, and only really you or a doctor should be touching them. Um, and you know, grown-ups, you know, when they get married, that then it'll be then it changes. But you know, if you're seeing images where there are, you know, other people's body parts then just simply that's not something that, you know, you, you want to be looking at um, mm. and helping them to understand it that way a bit. Yeah, that's really helpful. That's really helpful, I think. Mm. Um, and the big thing, I guess we've just got to pray. Yeah. Just got to pray because actually there is, you know, I would love to be in control of everything, um, not just my kids, but, but actually we, we've got to, to recognise that we live in a world that is broken, that needs the Lord Jesus. And we can't fix everything. We can't. Um, so actually, we, we need God's grace to help us with our kids and, and, to, and to help our kids to deal with things when they see stuff that they shouldn't. Um, yeah. I guess, isn't it? That's the, big, um, that's the big thing, is we can come, come to the Lord and maker of all things, who is in control, um, and, and ask him, him to help us and... Um, to help us with our kids and to help our kids deal with shame and guilt in the same way that we have had to deal with shame and guilt, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all, we're all broken and, and twisted in our, you know, in our sexual, uh, in our sexuality. Um, and, uh, you know, we've all got to handle that in, in different ways and, um, but bringing it all to the Lord, Lord Jesus. And, uh, you know, and, and in that sense, there's a sense in which we need to be carefully honest with our kids, isn't yeah. it? Um, you know, we don't want to be overly honest um, in the sense of, um, you know, I've done this, this and this necessarily, but just kind of saying, do you know what? You know, daddy's broken too. The world, you know, sin has broken him and, uh, and he needs God's grace in Jesus as much as you, you do. Mm. Well, that is um, pretty much what we've got time for, but I hope that's been helpful. Um, it's, it's a bleak thing, isn't it? But um being, being prepared and, and knowing what's out there, uh, I guess, ho- will help us um, as we try and parent our kids uh, through this 
mire that is uh, pornography. Mm. Well, do stay in touch. Be in touch with us. If there's things that you'd like us to talk about uh, in the future, then do that. You can get in touch using the email everydaydadding at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.